Hello, lovelies. I'm Valeria, and this is Half Murder Will Travel. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We made it through another week. Hopefully you had a good week, and I hope you enjoyed last week's story of the killer nun. This week we're going north out of Greece and stopping in Hungary. Little side story about me before we dive too far into this case. Uh, just so you all know, I was much older than I should have been before I realized Hungary, the country, was spelled differently than Hungary as in wanting food. Like, I, I may have been already in the double digits before I realized this. So yeah, that's a little embarrassing story that you all get to know about me now. I don't know if it's really an embarrassing story or more a scathing indictment on the American educational system. You make your pick. So we're going to Hungary, and we are going to be discussing Erzabet Pop. Now, Erzabet is known as the nicotine killer. This bitch killed four people, and there's a couple other uh, mysterious deaths, we'll say, that, that we'll get into, yeah. So, Erzabet Pop was born in 1935. Erzabet's parents were farmers. She was one of four children. She had one sister and two brothers. Now, we don't know too much about her early life because it's the 30s in Hungary and, you know, I don't know how good they were at keeping records back then, but also no one knew she was going to grow up to be an evil, murderous piece of shit, so they probably weren't paying too much attention to her. You know, hindsight 2020, that kind of thing. One thing we do know about her is that she was very intelligent. Everything I read about her said she was extremely smart. But along with that, people said she was smart, but she had a really kind of warped sense of right and wrong, like didn't didn't seem to quite understand when things were wrong. And that's definitely obvious once we get into kind of the shit she was doing. So there's not too much going on with her early life. Farmers, extremely smart, but also not not so great at the right and wrong that most of us would consider common sense. So in early 1957, Erzabet married a man named Istvan Rostar. Oh, so sweet, a love story. I say that every time, and every time it's not a fucking love story. This time's no different. Because apparently Istvan was a terrible drunk, and when he was drunk, he would frequently abuse Erzabet. Now, a lot of sources just said abused. A couple of sources specified verbal abuse. It doesn't really matter what kind of abuse because all abuse is abuse and it's not cool. I'm just letting you know it may have been verbal abuse, but I couldn't find that in every source. So there may have been other types of abuse. There may have been other types of abuse going on as well. So, so what's a gal to do? You know, it's the 50s. How, how are you going to react? Your, your husband's a mean drunk. I mean, you, you could leave him, right? Divorce him? I don't know. Something like that? Of course not, guys. Urza Bet knew the only way to handle this situation was to kill her husband, of course. 
Sounds like an overreaction to me, but, you know, I'm not married. Maybe when I'm married, I'll understand the killing your husband thing. Feel like she should be on that Oxygen show, Snapped. Except this bitch is worse than all those. She didn't just snap. Now, know how I know she didn't just snap? Because Erzabet, she had a whole ass plan to kill this guy, okay? She wasn't going to do anything simple like shoot him or smother him. No, no, no. She decided to take the, the lady's way of killing, and she figured she'd just poison him. That That's cool, right? Poison. So you're thinking, you know, arsenic, cyanide, something like that, right? No, 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 guys. Urzabet is not your average lady. She's special, guys. She knew the best way to kill her husband was with liquid nicotine. When I first read this, I was like, huh? Like, obviously, we all know nicotine's bad. It's in cigarettes. It turns your lungs into tar. Don't smoke. But I was unsure about this liquid nicotine and how you're going to poison somebody with it. I wasn't sure how that worked. So I actually went on a, a deep dive into nicotine poisoning. And apparently, that shit is really fucking poisonous. Like, more so than I ever would have would have thought. Um, According to the American Academy of Pediatrics, only one teaspoon of liquid nicotine is enough to kill a 26-pound child. One teaspoon? that That's pretty small. 26 pounds, yes, that is a small child, but still, one teaspoon is enough to kill a child that size. So, there's just another reason to not smoke. And this is the 50s again, so liquid nicotine wasn't super easily available, but now it is because liquid nicotine is what people put in their e-cigarettes. Those vape pens that everyone thinks are so cool. Yeah, you're just literally poisoning yourself. You're just pouring straight poison into those things. I know this is a murder podcast, but I think this one might also be an anti-smoking PSA. Not even sorry. Another thing about liquid nicotine is that apparently liquid nicotine spilled on the skin can also be poisonous. Like, I guess your skin can absorb it. I don't really know. Long story short is, don't fuck with nicotine, especially this liquid nicotine. But Erzabeth had decided that's how she was going to poison her husband. She knew it was dangerous. She's like, awesome, cool, cool, gotta get me some. Well, like I said, at the time, it wasn't just you go to a vape shop or whatever and buy some liquid nicotine. No, no. She had to get her unsuspecting brother to get her some liquid nicotine. Because apparently her brother worked as a farmer, just like the parents did. And I guess nicotine at the time was used as a spray for crops. Like, I don't know if it was a pesticide or what, but they used to spray it on the crops, which is definitely not organic. Um, doesn't seem like it'd be very safe, but I'm not a farmer, so what do I know? So she called one of her brothers and was like, hey, bro, need some liquid nicotine. I've got a rat problem. I'm going to use it to kill rats. And her brother was like, oh, neat idea, but what about a different poison? And he suggested a couple of other poisons, probably like rat poison or something. And she was adamant. She's like, no, 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 gotta be liquid nicotine. Because, of course, she wanted to kill her husband. But obviously the brother didn't think that. He genuine, genuinely believed her. So he got her the liquid nicotine. 
I hate when these killers use like an innocent person, some unsuspecting, I don't want to say fool, but they kind of come across as fools in these stories. They use some unsuspecting person to get them a weapon or, I mean, this is the weapon, you know, give them an alibi, something. They're always manipulating people and it pisses me off. So Erzbet was like, cool, I got this liquid nicotine. Oh, before I kill my husband, I should, I should test it out, make sure it works. You know, make sure I get this right. So this is a trigger warning. There's going to be um, some animal cruelty coming up. You ready? Okay. So Erzabet decided to test the poison on a dog. And the dog did die because, again, this is fucking poisonous. So she's killed a dog. Now she can, can kill her husband, right? Yeah, no. She was like, mm, still not positive. I should test it on another actual person before I kill my husband. I don't know why he couldn't just be the test dummy, but apparently he couldn't be. Unfortunately, little five-year-old Ilona Tarnowski lived near Erzabet, and she became Erzabet's first victim. Five years old, guys. A baby. Erzabet mixed the liquid nicotine with alcohol in a brandy bottle and gave some to the little girl. You know, because you're five and an adult's like, hey, hey, you want a sip of this? You'd probably be like, hell yeah, looks like an adult beverage. This little girl was only to take able to take a sip or two before she got sick and started staggering around. Because remember, one teaspoon would kill a 26-pound child. And I know five-year-olds are bigger than 26 pounds, but it still wouldn't take much to kill them, right? So this little girl gets dizzy, nauseated. So Urzabet literally just shoved her out the front door and near the street where the little girl fell over and died. One source said that Urzabet actually dragged the little girl out of the house and into the yard, but most of the sources just said she like shoved her out the door. I mean, either way, this bitch murdered a little girl and then just left her to die by the road like she was garbage when she's an actual piece of human garbage. All because she doesn't like her husband. Bitch, just kill him then. Or, you know, better yet, get a divorce. But like, you think you need to kill him? Then do it. Why are you killing dogs and little babies? And now, unfortunately, this is one of those cases where we can make fun of the cops because they suck in this case, okay? They suck. So the cops come to examine the body of this little five-year-old, and they're just like, huh, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with her death. A couple of sources said they ruled her death a drowning, and a couple said suffocation, so I'm not sure what they decided the official cause of death was. Either way, a murdered child was laying on the street, and the cops were just like, yep, she's dead. Nothing to see here. What? You don't think you should look further into this? This is a five-year-old. The cops are just like, nah, nothing here. I even saw in one source that um, the autopsy on the little girl showed alcohol in her system, and the cops went to the girl's father and were basically like, hey, what's up with that? Your your five-year-old had alcohol in her system, and the dad was like, I don't know. And the cops were just like, oh, okay, cool. They just let it go. Now, of course, we know the father had nothing to do with it, but I feel like the cops should have looked into it. Maybe not even him, but this five-year-old didn't go buy the alcohol herself. I mean, I know some places don't ID like they should, but I don't think anywhere's letting five-year-olds buy alcohol. So yeah, this is one of those cases where I'm just like, oh, 
Good job, cops. Good fucking job. And there were witnesses who saw the little girl with Erzabet before she died. And still the cops were just like, yep, nothing to see here. Going back to the cop shop. So, of course, this bitch now thinks that she can just get away with whatever she wants. Because, I mean, she did just murder a little girl and no one seems to care. So, now it's time to murder her husband, right? No, not yet. Erzbet's decided, you know, there, there's other people on her hit list, too. Now, she had a friend. I know who would be friends with this bitch, right? Um, but she had a friend. And this friend, I could not find her her name anywhere. Every article just referred to her as Mrs. Yosef Furtos. So, you know, the husband's name. So, I don't know her full name. But yeah, Mrs. Joseph Furtos was friends with Erzabet. And a couple sources said they were best friends. Some sources just said friends. Either way, they're close, they're friends. And something had happened between the two women. Could not find out what exactly had gone down between them, but something had gone down. And Mrs. Joseph Furtos was actually spreading rumors about Erzabet around town. This is a relatively small town, so everyone's hearing these rumors. I really want to know what the rumors were, but I couldn't find anything definitive on it, so I don't know. Maybe the rumor was that she murdered someone. Who fucking knows? And for some reason, her spreading the rumors just makes me think of the movie Mean Girls, where the main character, Katie, says things about girl work girl world, you know, like in girl world, it's this and this. And I'm like hearing this, I'm like in girl world, if a bitch is spreading rumors about you, you just spread even worse rumors about her, right? Fuck her. Apparently, Erzabet did not live in girl world and she decided that she just needed to kill her friend. This is a cold ass bitch, okay? Like cold. Killing dogs, little babies, now possibly her best friend. I mean, my best friend and I have done some shit to one another when we were fighting, but never once in my over 20 years of friendship with her have I been like, "Mm, I should kill her. So only six days after she murdered that little girl, so less than a week, Erzabet went to her friend's house, you know, Mrs. Yosef Furtos, and she went there under the guise of making up with her. You know, let's bury the hatchet, let's be friends, oh, kiss and make up. Girls, I'm here to tell you that if any girl ever says, let's kiss and make up, she's full of shit. And Erzabet follows that up. She was full of shit. She took brandy because she knew that's what her friend liked. Because, you know, you know what your friends like to drink. Turn up. Well, but this wasn't regular brandy. She had laced this brandy with nicotine. So, of course, she pours some for her friend. And her friend immediately staggered and died. So, this time, the cops show up. And you think, well... Surely they're going to find it odd that Erzabet's been around two dead people in less than a week. Nope, they they didn't find that odd at all. They actually looked around and at first they were like, yeah, there's no evidence of a crime here. What? Some perfectly healthy lady just keeled over while her friend, who also happened to be by a dead little girl six days ago, was standing there and you don't, you don't think anything's going on? Hmm. All right. So they did an autopsy on her, and when they did the autopsy, they discovered that her friend was pregnant. So naturally, they decided that the death was a botched home abortion attempt, because, you know, that's the only reason a pregnant lady would ever die. And apparently, there were some home abortion methods around at the time. I don't know if they're still around. I don't know. Um, That did involve nicotine. 
Like one involved standing over the smoke and sort of letting it waft into the uterus. I don't know what that was supposed to do. And there was actually one that did involve ingesting the liquid nicotine. So when they found the nicotine in her system, they were just like, yep, see, botched home abortion. It did not matter in this case that the husband insisted that was not what was going on. He was like, uh, no, I would know if my wife wanted an abortion. But they were just like, nope, we decided that's the only reason there could be nicotine in her system, botched home abortion. And that was the end of that case. So now this bitch has gotten away with two murders. And the worst part to me is that she hasn't even killed her husband, who was the one she originally wanted to murder in the first place. Like, way to deviate from the plan, sis. So, couple weeks after she murdered her friend, so you could call it a cooling off period, couple of weeks for her. Couple weeks later, her husband's like, hey babe, we should have a date night. So he took her to dinner at a nice restaurant, which this all sounds lovely. And like I said, by all accounts, he was a nice guy, except when he was drunk, which apparently he was all the time. So during dinner, when no one was looking, she poured her liquid nicotine into his drink. Now this dude didn't just take a few sips and die. He like drank the whole thing, but it's probably because he was a bad alcoholic. So I wonder if he even tasted the nicotine, but he did, he did end up dying from it, of course. Now when they did the autopsy on him, his blood alcohol was very, very high. So they decided his cause of death was alcohol poisoning. But I mean, if he was a really bad alcoholic, I feel like his bloodstream is just always alcohol. So might not be the most accurate cause of death. The end, right? This is great. Elizabeth's rid of the drunk. She's rid of her gossipy bitch friend. Killed some, killed some annoying little girl in the neighborhood. Now she's single, ready to mingle, live her life, right? I mean, surely she's not going to murder anybody else. Yeah, I wish. Um, before we go on to any more of the murders, well, there's only one more, but I did want to point out, I told you a couple of, uh, there was some other death around her that seemed a little, a little suspicious to me. So during her marriage, she had actually been pregnant twice. The first time she did have a miscarriage, which, you know, that's tragic. But the second time she gave birth after her husband's death and the baby died at only three months old. The circumstances of the child's death are, are not clear. A couple of sources said the child fell off a hay cart, but other sources did not mention that, so I'm not quite sure. Also, one source said that she lied about where the child's body was. Either way, it all seems very suspicious. I don't know what a three-month-old is doing on a hay cart, if that plays into it. And it's just how odd that she's, you know, killing people and now somebody else is ending up dead around her. Not saying she killed the kid, but kind of seems like she killed the kid. So she moves out of town. I mean, probably because people were starting to notice that everyone around her ends up dead. That's, that's a good reason to leave town, if you ask me. She started working on a farm. Of course, she grew up on a farm. She probably knows all about farming. Cool, cool, cool. Well, while she's working on the farm, she met Janos Holhaus, and the two of them got married. Now, Erzabat tried to poison him too, which I don't, I don't understand why she married him if she was just going to kill him. Kind of seems like she just wants to kill people now. Like, I don't get it. Well, I don't know what she did this time, but whatever she did, she fucked up the mixture and the poisoning did not work. Like, dude survived. You'd think after three successful murders, she'd know how to mix it up correctly, but maybe she wasn't as intelligent as everyone thought. Just realize that, dummy. So this poisoning didn't work. So of course, Janos, her husband, was 
pissed, which I'm going to make a controversial statement here. If your spouse tries to kill you, I think you're allowed to be mad. Disagree if you want, but that's just my opinion. Uh, so he pissed. So he beat her and left her. Now, it's not okay to beat your spouse. I'm not in any way condoning his behavior. But I will say that if your spouse tries to poison you, I, I understand the desire. I, I kind of see it. Well, so he left, but he didn't report the attempted murder to the police. If he had, maybe the cops would have gotten their thumbs out of their asses and figured this shit out before another person died. I don't know, though. They seem kind of dumb, so maybe not. So Erzbeth's single again. So now she meets a Romany man and she took up with him, which I'm like, good for you, Erzbeth. Seems like you can catch a dick wherever you go. Well, apparently her family did not like this man, this whole new relationship. They were not fans. They actually disliked him so much that they decided they were going to disinherit her and all of their income would go to her sister. Now, first, Erzbeth was like, I don't care. I'm staying with my Romany man, which I was like, cool. Cool. I love when somebody stays with their true love instead of, you know, going for the money. But her and the Romany man did end up breaking up and she moved back home to her parents. And after a bit of time, I'm sure it was a little difficult, they did all make up. All was well again. She was not disinherited. I guess her and the sister were going to split the estate. So everything works out. Except Urzabet was not the forgiving type. And naturally, after all this went down, she was like, yeah. I gotta murder my sister. It's the only way to handle it. Like, her sister was not even a threat anymore. And still, she was like, I should kill her. And I'm just shocked. Like, that's your sister. How are you killing your sister? What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, she did kill her best friend and a little girl. So maybe I shouldn't be so shocked. But I am. So she killed her sister the same way she killed the others. And like the other deaths, her sister's death was ruled non-homicidal. They were just like, huh, another person dead around her is a pet. How odd. Oh, well. So this bitch totally would have gotten away with all four murders, except she finally made one mistake, guys. You ready? You excited for it? I am. So Urzabet returned that nicotine bottle, the big bottle she'd been mixing the brandy and the nicotine in. She returned it to the store. Now I'm thinking this was like a return your glass bottle type of situation. You know, like even now stores will have the milk in glass bottles here in America and you'll return it and you get like your deposit back. I'm assuming it was something like that. So anyway, she returns the bottle to the store. Of course, the store owner rinsed it out, filled the bottle back up with brandy, sold it. Well, a guy bought it and him and his friend went to drink it. They drank a little of it and they got fucking sick. They didn't die, but they got sick. So, of course, there was an investigation and they realized the bottle had a lethal dose of nicotine in it. So, of course, they go to the store like, um, hello, why is there fucking killer nicotine-laced bottles on your shelf? And they trace the bottle and realize that the previous owner was Erzabet Pop. You know, the lady who has a history of people turning up dead around her? Weird. Well, I wonder if those are related. They exhumed the bodies and holy shit, guys, would you believe it? They had all died of nicotine poisoning. I, I am shocked. They also finally decided to do some real police work and they gathered witness testimony and some other evidence that all pointed to Urzabet's guilt. 
I mean, it's almost like if the cops had done their job, they could have figured this out sooner. Now, of course, originally she was like, yeah, I didn't do any of this. I don't know what you're talking about. Because, you know, pieces of shit always have to deny it. Eventually, though, she did break down and she confessed to all four murders. I love when they confess. I feel like I think that must be one of the best parts of being a cop is when you get some cold-blooded killer or rapist, kidnapper, somebody who's done some really felonious things to confess. Like, that must just feel good, you know? And sometimes some of these dumbasses will confess to things the cops didn't even know about. Like, that's gotta feel great. Like, that's one of those days where you're like, I get a gold star for the day. I exceeded my duties. Pat on the back to me. So yeah, this bitch confessed to all four murders. And so at her trial, she was sentenced to life in prison, which I'm like, good, that's the least you deserve. She did file an appeal because, you know, that's just the way the world works. And she filed it with the Curia, which is Hungary's Supreme Court. Now, unfortunately for her, the Supreme Court did amend her sentence, but instead of it being a life sentence like she had, they actually changed it to the death penalty. Yep, they ordered her to die. Now, I know she's a murderer, and I'm like, cool, bye, but that really sucks. Like, can you imagine? You file an appeal, and instead you get a harsher sentence? I didn't even know that was allowed. I did read somewhere that I don't think that can happen anymore. I didn't look super far into it, but I think now, yeah, they have to, you know, stick with your original punishment or lessen it. I mean, I know she's a psycho bitch, but that sucks. So due to her uh, unsuccessful appeal, she was executed on January 23rd, 1962. And to that I say, bye-bye, bitch. And yeah, that's, that's it. She is gone rotting in hell with most of the other people we've talked about. And that's, that's the tale of Erzabet Pop, or the nicotine killer. Murdered four people and only got caught because she's a dumbass who was trying to recycle or something. Like, I'm all about recycling, but maybe in a murder, let it go. So I hope you enjoyed our little trip to Hungary. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Have Murder Will Travel. Always post pictures related to the case. You can find the podcast on Facebook at Have Murder Will Travel Podcast. You can always send me a nice email at Have Murder Will Travel at gmail.com. Tune in next week to see where we travel next. Until then, don't forget to explore the world and stay alive. Bye.